Welcome back to Crime Rewind, everybody's favorite Tuesday true crime show. I'm back, your host, Shanna, and your my favorite co-host is also back. Woo! It's me, Amanda. Hey, Amanda. So we are back to bring you a brand new case. Um, I would say this one is probably going to be, uh, I'd go three and a half, maybe four on the angry Amanda face. Uh-oh, okay. Yeah. Um, lots of bungled authority activity. Ugh. Yeah. That definitely always gets my blood boiling. So we're going to start out with our favorite disclosure, letting you know that all the information that we share on here is found based on public information, and anything that is shared that is an opinion Um, is our opinions alone. They are not to be taken as gospel or anything. They are not accusations. They are just us sharing different opinions and theories and things. So we are not, you know, accusing anyone or anything. Anybody that is accused obviously is, you know, innocent until proven guilty. So us saying, you know, I think somebody had something to do with it is not us telling people that they're guilty. So take that with a grain of salt. It's also not us not telling people that right i'm just kidding <laughs> telling you our theories and hope that you use that information to base theories on your own yes. so with that being said it is time for us to get comfortable in our armchairs all hands inside right. the chair and buckle up because we're going on a ride we're not going super far back into the past we're, we're going to 2021 So, you know, it's something crazy when a case is already considered cold after that short of a period of time. Mm -hmm. But we're going to take it back to the beginning of the story. And we're going to go back to June 15th, 1995. And that is our victim, Caitlin Ledbetter, was born. Okay. And Caitlin Ledbetter lived in Indiana. And she was the middle child to Scott and Tracy Ledbetter. She had an older sister named Kaylee and a younger brother named Aaron. And her parents were considered pretty successful for the most part and owned several properties near and around Indianapolis when Caitlin was young. But when people are successful, a lot of times that can cause rifts in a marriage. So, mm-hmm. course, yep, debt started to stack up and that definitely put a strain on a marriage so you know money is one of the biggest reasons for divorce so Tracy filed for divorce in 1999 when the youngest was just a baby okay so Scott moved back to Tennessee and Tracy stayed there in Indianapolis and eventually she stopped showing up to the divorce hearings which allowed it to move forward so the case for the divorce was dismissed a year later. 
So then, yeah, in 2000, Tracy gave birth to the youngest of the siblings um, with a different man, not Scott. Okay, yeah. So she was later arrested for battery in 2002, but the charges were dropped. And unfortunately, Tracy passed away in 2013. Oh. Yeah. So Caitlin, which was the middle child, and Aaron, the baby, went to Tennessee to live with Scott. And then Kaylee, who was the oldest, she was an adult at that time, so she was living on her own. And then the youngest child went to live with her biological father. So four kids kind of spread out, two living with their dad, one's an adult, and one's living with their dad. So this brings okay. us um, this brings us to May of 2021, May 1st. And on this day, um, we're going to talk about Caitlin, Caitlin Ledbetter, who was 26 years old and lived in Hilliam, Tennessee, where she lived with her dad, Scott, and his girlfriend, Crystal Tyson. So Caitlin was described as like your normal 26-year-old girl, quiet. She had a job, very responsible, had a long-term boyfriend named Dustin. You know, it was to, to speak of, she really didn't do anything crazy. So on May 1st in 2021, around 5.30 in the morning, Scott says that Caitlin and Crystal, his girlfriend, got into an argument. And that caused Caitlin to jump out of her bedroom window, which was between five and seven feet off the ground. Okay. Now, in May, I, I looked, and this comes into importance when I tell you what she was wearing. She, the, the average temperature at this time in the morning in Tennessee in May was about 50 to 52 degrees in the morning. So chilly. Okay. So she was said to have been wearing a cropped tank top, pajama shorts, and no shoes. Mm. And they lived out in the country, which was surrounded by woods. Like dense. Huh. And it was reported okay. that she left her cell phone behind when she left. So okay. by all accounts was a small petite girl. She was only 5'2". And she weighed about 160 pounds with blonde hair and blue eyes. And to this day, she's not been heard from or seen. Since that moment? Since she jumped out that window. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, a week after she disappeared, the Overton County Sheriff's Department started searching the woods. I don't know why it took them that long. But they right? got in tracking dogs, and they were able to trace her scent to the edge of the woods. But they don't believe that she was in the woods anymore. Right. And not much in regards to searches of the woods in the Ledbetter home after that took place for nine months. And when the police were able to search the property, they were unable to search the home for a very interesting reason. Okay. Three months to the day after Kate disappearance police and fire were called to the Ledbetter home with a report of a fire oh boy when they arrived the house was fully engulfed in flames and they were told that there was someone still inside oh 
Police and fire would eventually find Crystal Tyson deceased in the basement of the burned out home. And the home was completely destroyed. Oh my god. Yeah. So, with that being said, uh, all any evidence, you know, was gone. Anything that they would have found in the house. Right. So, the last time that anyone actually spoke to Caitlin, like, physically, like, heard her voice on the phone was April 29th. However, they were in contact, contact with her daily via texts. So, on May 2nd, they got several texts from Caitlin before she was reported to have jumped, or excuse me, on May 1st, they got several texts before it was reported that she jumped out the window. And then okay. they say they got more texts from her around 7 a.m., although the family says it wasn't her usual text style, and they don't think that those texts were actually from Caitlin. Because if you remember, okay. she left her cell phone when she jumped out the window. At right. So then, so, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. No, say so who sent those texts? Exactly. So on the evening of right. the second, so the day after, Scott tells Kaylee, Caitlin's older sister, that she's missing. And then Kaylee wanted to make the five-hour trip to come help look for her. And Scott was like, no, just stay there. You know, everything's fine. I'm sure she'll come out. She'll come home. But Kaylee ignored him and went to look anyway. So she got there on the ninth, or excuse me, on the third. And when she got there, she woke Scott up to have him go with her to file a missing persons report, which is typically what people do. But he tells right. her he wants to get more sleep and isn't ready to go. Uh, okay. Yeah. So she waited a few more hours, and then around 9 to 9.30, Scott and Crystal claimed they tried to, to file a missing persons report, but they were told they could not because Kaylee was an adult and she could go missing if she wanted to. Mm-hmm. So they waited a few more hours, or excuse me, um, after that, Scott, Kaylee, and Aaron, which is the younger brother, all went searching for her, and Kaylee says that this is the only time that she knows of that Scott actually went looking for Kaylee. Oh, wow. Yeah. So while they were out searching in the drizzling rain and cold, Scott came back with his shirt off and crying. And he went uh, in the house. Uh, yep. He went in the house and sat down in a chair and cried for about an hour. So Scott told okay. Kaylee that the argument that him or that Caitlin and Crystal, the girlfriend, had had was in regards to Dustin, the boyfriend, being over there overnight and him not wanting him there overnight. Didn't want him spending the night. Now, it's not like Caitlin's you know, 17 years old. She's 26 years old. So, you know, if she wants her boyfriend right. to spend the night, boyfriend to spend the night. So, um, Crystal told Kaylee that Caitlin and her boyfriend were trying to sacrifice her dog and that they had the dog in her room with her and Scott kicked in the door and it scared Caitlin and that's why she jumped out the window. Now it's reported uh, that people are very heavy into drugs and had been for a number of years. So them thinking that Caitlin was trying to sacrifice their dog is pretty on brand for someone who's on a crazy trip. Right. 
So then the funny thing is Dustin, the boyfriend, he would spend time at the house with Scott, even when Caitlin wasn't home. Like he'd just go over there and hang out. And Scott was fine with that. He just didn't want him spending the night. Right. So Kaylee kind of had the impression that there might have been more to the relationship between Scott and Dustin. Like as far as like maybe a romantic type relationship, like he was jealous. Really? Yeah. And she said that Caitlin had finally found proof of that. And what happened to that proof? Yeah, exactly. Same thing that happened to <laughs> a lot of the proof in this case, as you're going to find out. Huh. So eventually her sister leaves because she has to go back home for a while, but returns not too long after that to do some more searching. And Scott tells her she is no longer welcome in the home. And then if she comes back, he'll call the cops on her. Now keep in wow, mind, this okay. is his daughter too. I mean, this is his daughter. Right. And... Um, there's a long history of him kind of being mean to her and then having them having a, a difficult relationship. And it's also rumored that Dustin, Caitlin's boyfriend, was also her dad's dealer and supplier. Which Ew. may have also played in played into why he was allowed to hang out there when Caitlin wasn't around. But for the most part, everyone said Caitlin did not use drugs. She was a social drinker at most, like, just very occasionally. So it's not like she was hard into the partying or anything. Mm -hmm. So Caitlin's cell phone only had Wi-Fi on it. So it didn't actually have, like, a data plan or, you know, like, minutes or anything. Uh, so okay. she could have been able to use that cell phone at the house. So, like, if she was in the woods, she wouldn't have been able to text anybody. Right. So that huh. also leads us to believe that she wasn't the one that was sending those texts after 7 a.m. What, where was her, was her, was her phone found in the house? Or is that something that disappeared when the house? It was found. In, it was found in the house and they were able to like download the messages and stuff off okay. of it. Um, and we'll get to that, you know, right. what was included on those. But people in town believe that Sky is responsible for the death of Caitlin as well as Crystal. And they have wow. never released a cause yeah, of Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of... There's never been a cause of death released for Crystal or the cause of the house fire. Really? We, yeah, we don't know if she was dead. So there's no, the there's no cause of death for Crystal. They're keeping it tight-lipped, and there's no, like, cause of the fire. Like, was it arson? Was it electrical? What was yeah. it? Yeah. They're keeping that tight-lipped as well. So. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, if that, if a new detective would be assigned to the case after it had gone cold. And sadly, he would tell the family that the text messages that had been collected off of the phone were lost. Okay. Yeah, How does they, that just happen? Yeah. I mean, the family has no way of knowing if those messages were important because they don't know what they were. Like, they never got right. to them. Um, they never got anything. 
So, of course, the family feels super let down by police. Obviously. No one since then has heard anything from her, not even her boyfriend, Dustin. Wow. So that, like, makes you wonder, why did she leave so fast from the home and leave her? I mean, obviously, she's leaving the home and she doesn't get signal or she doesn't get Wi-Fi outside of the home. It may not have been her first priority to grab her phone. But it makes me wonder, like, what would have been so scary to make her jump out that window? Like, well, why did she leave out the front? How, how do we know that even really happened? Exactly. I mean, she could have been killed in the house for all we know, and they just mm-hmm. said she jumped out the window and ran off. Yep. And it makes me wonder, is that why Crystal is dead now? Like, yeah, you know? Um, and some people are like, was she picked up by someone on the edge of the road? was crystal like i said killed because she knew something mm-hmm. um was there like any evidence like they they were able to search the property nine months later but of course that house is gone right they can't search anything in there they can't do any kind of you know they can't bring cadaver dogs in or anything like that because everything is demolished that is insane so, i mean was crystal killed because she knew what happened and then the house destroyed you know to cover up her murder and evidence it's hard to tell that's kind of what i'm thinking yeah like maybe maybe she was part of it or she at least knew that scott did it and then the guilt just aided her and she said she was gonna you know go to the cops or whatever yeah and it you know anybody that's on drugs heavy drugs for long periods of time they're super paranoid anyway yeah if she didn't know anything, Scott might have like had it in his brain that she did and was going to do something anyway. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's really, it's frustrating because we keep running into these cases where the, the crimes just keep piling on. Mm-hmm. You know, not just one and done murder. It's like, it seems so obvious from the outside looking in that it's something that should be solvable and nobody's connecting the dots or, exactly. or they, doesn't care enough to or they can connect the dots but like it's they like don't want a, to. Whole, a whole no body no crime kind of situation like yeah. if they can't prove that caitlin is dead they can't charge him with murder because you know they saw her jump out that window and he's standing by that story yeah i, I don't know it's frustrating because by the time, like, let's say her body is found, is it even going to be able to be autopsied? Is it going right. to be a situation where, you know, they can pull any kind of evidence? Because, like, Dustin's mom did an interview, and she's convinced that something happened to Caitlin at that house. Because mm-hmm. like, Caitlin knows the area. She lives in the area. She hikes in that area. And there's no way that she would go out in that terrain with no shoes on and mm-hmm. no proper gear. Like. I mean, I just find it hard to believe that she did that. Yeah. I mean, 50 degrees out and, and no shoes in the, in the mountain or not the mountains, but the, the woods, like heavy woods. Not, we're not talking yeah. under naked wood, Winnie the Pooh hanging out there. No. Right. We're talking <laughs> like revenant woods, like thick, not friendly kind of woods where. Yeah. 
there's so many dangers and it's cold and she doesn't have, she doesn't even have a coat. She has a crop tank top and pajama shorts. So. Yeah. That, that seems really sketchy. Like, I don't feel like that actually happened. No, I think that was something. And, and if it did, like, what was it that made her feel so afraid that she had to mm-hmm. jump out the window rather than putting on some pants and a coat and shoes and walking out the front door? Right. Cause I mean, she was, you know, grown ass adult. It's not yeah. like they could just keep her there. Yeah. Man. I honestly feel like something happened to her in that home. And I think they covered it up in that home. And then like it was only three months. It's not like it was years and then the house caught on fire. Right. You know, I think that maybe Scott felt the pressure coming down on him from Kaylee, you know, constantly. Mm-hmm. That's why he said, you know, you can't come back here anymore. or I'm going to call the cops, you know, because there was something in that house that was evidence that he didn't want her seeing. And that I think he probably got super paranoid that, you know, the cops were going to come searching and find it. And then they would question Crystal, who may have been more than willing to sell him out to save herself. I mean, that just seems so suspicious that it's like the fact that they haven't released the cause of the fire or the cause of Crystal's death. It's like, Uh, I would love to know. It has to be related. Killed in the fire or the Mm -hmm. fire set after. That's what I want to know. Because I think that, would tell us a lot. Man. Because some people are like, you know, Crystal caused Caitlin's death and she felt guilty and set fire to the house herself after, you know. The, mm. But that doesn't hold any water for me either. Yeah. Because if she yeah. committed a crime, like, fine, off yourself, but don't set fire to the house. Right. Like, who, who are you trying to kill to everybody? <laughs> yeah. Who are you trying to protect? I mean, you're the one that did it. Damn. What? Ugh, that's so annoying. Uh-huh. Because it's like, what can you even do now? Nothing. Mm-mm. The only thing I could think of now is they're kind of at a standstill, I think, until they find Caitlin. Yeah. They were able to find a body and then be able to tie it to Scott somehow or to that house. I mean, there's really no way they can't tie it to the house because she lived there, you know? Right. So, I mean, there's going to be carpet fibers from the house or, you know, whatever from the house on her. So they have to be able to tie some kind of DNA evidence to Scott himself, I would think. Yeah. And now that's going to be next to impossible because she's been out in the elements for two years. Yeah, it seems highly unlikely. And it's so sad. Yeah. And the cases where people go missing and are just never heard of, but are presumed dead. I hate it. Are the hardest because your gut instinct tells you that they're probably no longer on earth. Right. Like as far as spiritually, but their body is somewhere. But the that has to be so hard for the families because I think 99% of them knows that their loved one is gone. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but there's the, still just that little bitty chance. Yeah, and that one chance is so much torture because anytime you see someone that might look like what they would look like at that age or 
see someone with a similar walk or, you know, for that split second, you're like, is that them? Or right. your phone rings in the middle of the night and you pick it up thinking, oh my gosh, are they, you know, or the, the parents that are tied to their homes for the rest of their lives just mm-hmm. in case their child comes home. Yeah. You know, or cha- they, they never get rid of the phone number just in case their child calls like Maureen Gosh and Johnny Gosh. Yeah. You know, she's, uh, that's, yeah, that's been decades and she's still, you know, she says she knows that her son's alive because she's met with him, but. Mm. I don't know about that. People can, you know, hurt strangers, but let alone your loved ones. Like this was his child. This was Scott's child. Right. Like, but again, if you're on drugs, you know, it makes you do crazy things. Yeah. But it makes you wonder what caused that severe of an argument. Like, let's say they got in an argument, but she didn't jump out. And like, let's say he killed her in the home. Like, what could possibly have driven someone right. into drugs? But because you, you hear about people killing their loved ones that aren't on drugs and just do it in a fit of rage. Right. I mean, I don't know. I guess if you believe the whole um, relationship between the men, but still. Yeah, I don't I don't know if I buy that. Yeah. I think he might have. See, I can't imagine if Caitlin was so straight and narrow, like didn't touch drugs, didn't. I mean, social drinker. You know, like, if she was at a party, she'd have a couple or, you know, have a glass of wine at dinner or whatever. I'm not even entirely sure I believe the story that Dustin was a dealer. Oh. Okay. I don't, you know, because... I don't know, because anything that I read kind of said or seemed to point to the drug use in the home was a point of contention between Scott and Caitlin. So I can't imagine her dating someone that would add to that contention. True, true. Man. Yeah, this one is really, I mean, yeah, I'm going to say three, three and a half angry faces. Yeah. Especially because there's just no, you know, no where to go. There's nothing to even go off of anymore. Yeah. And this is one of those cases that, like, I'd never heard of. Yeah, me either. And, like, it's, you know, twisty and turny. And I guess, like, okay, people are murdered and go missing all the time, sadly. But then to have, like, another element, like, the house that they were last seen in burns to the Mm -hmm. ground. And there's another dead body. Like, come on, something's got to be going on. Yeah. Like, this kind of goes with that Jeremy Abbott thing. You know, like, death after death after death you know, all stemming from this one action, you know, it all signs point to something shady. Somebody really doesn't want something to be found out. Exactly. I like the Murdaws, but at, yeah. least they, for, at least they got found out. Yeah. And for police to have just lost the text messages, like. Yeah. Like, how do you even do that? Yeah. And at least the new Man. detective that took over the case owned it. You know, he's like, we, we screwed up. Right, but... He wasn't trying to cover it up or anything. Oops, sorry. That doesn't do anybody any good. 
now, but in, at least they're, he's like owning it instead of saying there weren't any text messages. Right. Yeah, that's true. You know, nothing that was useful. Because then maybe, you know, they can go different avenues to try and retrieve them. Yeah. But then again, everything was done on Wi-Fi, so it's not like they can go to the carrier. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that is what sucks, because it's like... And a lot of people, when they use, like, messaging apps on their phone that are Wi-Fi based, a lot of them are completely anonymous. Oh, Yeah. Like, I know a lot of people use WhatsApp or WhatsApp. Yep. And that's anonymous. Ugh. I'm, I mean, it kind of seems like, yeah, Scott probably had something to do with it. And then he probably sent the text mess text messages to make it look like she, mm-hmm. you know. But that's stupid. If the, if the phone was found in the house and we know that she wasn't there when those messages, like, the phone wasn't with her. That seems kind of stupid. Exactly. Like, unless, cause he's like, see, yeah, that doesn't make any sense because if he's saying that she jumped out that window at five 30, like, what is he thinking? Trying to send fake text messages at 7am. Exactly. Like, trying to say that she jumped out that window and nobody's ever seen her. Yeah, man. I, that, yeah. That doesn't get, that doesn't make sense to me a whole lot. Well, damn. Yeah, I'm, that's another tough one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're all tough in their own way. Yeah. But the ones where there's just, that we don't know where they are. Yeah. Except these baby. That's, you know, that's someone's, that. sister, that's someone's daughter. I mean, obviously her mom's passed and her dad's probably the one that killed her. So he doesn't care. But, you know, that look, she's somebody's sister. And, Someone's aunt and someone's friend. Yep. Those people deserve justice for her. They deserve answers. I mean, I can't imagine laying my head down every night not knowing where my loved one is. If they're safe, if they're warm, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. uh, Yeah, it's awful. Yeah. As Amanda blows her nose. Sorry. <laughs> Her angry face is making it runny. I know. Well, if anybody out there has any more information about this case or wants to talk about it, definitely let us know. It's, ugh, definitely seems dead-ended, which sucks. Absolutely. And if you have any case suggestions, please send them our way. We are love. Or we are love. Yes, we are love. <laughs> but we love to get viewers and listener suggestions um that way we're covering cases that you're interested in hearing about so hit us up on facebook or you know wherever you can message either of us or just leave it on the crime rewind page heck yeah well all right then um (laughs) you agree on the three faces what's that you're good with the three and a half angry faces? I mean, it, it makes me angrier than that, but it's like, I I mean, I guess that's probably a safe one because it's just like, what do we, you know, I don't even know what to think or what the next steps would be. Yeah. 
the, the sad thing is, is probably, like I said, it is at a standstill until they find her body or her alive. Yeah. Which I don't think is going to happen. No, that doesn't it's probably seem probable. <laughs> Damn. <sighs> All right. Well, uh, thanks for that. <laughs> During my Sunday. <laughs> it, I mean, hey, this is what we signed up to do. It's just, yes. damn, like to find some, I don't want to say happy ending, but closure for some of these cases for sure. So, well, I have my Google alert set anytime we cover a case. So, if we hear anything, we will definitely let you know on our next episode after it breaks. For sure. For sure. So, with that being said, Amanda, do you want to let our fantastic listeners know where they can find you if they need a more amanda content well sure if you want to check out my top five podcast it's called the sip list and you can find all the info at the sip list pod.com um i'm also part of the i did not make these rankings podcast network which includes other amazing shows including an evening at the movies uh, mass debaters, love is black, crushgasm, and men are the prize. So definitely check that out as well. Yes, it's a good time. I was just on the sip list and had a blast. So yeah. definitely listen to it because you get ideas on topics that you may not have thought about. Like we just did the one on um, true crime documentaries, and there were ones that I had forgotten all about that I need to rewatch. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely fun. Yay! Good times abound. <laughs> and of course, you can find me here with Amanda every Tuesday as we drop our favorite true crime episode on tra- uh, crime, 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 blark, blark, all blark, mall up. <laughs> so, with that being said, feel free to stretch your arms and legs, unbuckle your seatbelts. Ah. And be kind, please rewind. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend and have a fabulous Tuesday, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Oh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid.